All right, welcome to another episode of the Arizona Timeless Tours podcast. All right, I'm recording this two days prior to Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a safe, safe holiday, especially those who are getting on the road. Those adventurers, I think it's adventurous to go out and check out these petroglyphs in Agua Fria and uh, Ironwood National Forest and four-wheeling and, and doing all this stuff out there. No, it's more adventurous to get out on the road in a couple of days for the Thanksgiving Day holiday. That's like the most, you know, traveled holiday. For those jumping on airplanes, wow. Uh, be safe in the airports. Uh, I hope your flights are on time and that you get to your destination on time and have an awesome, awesome holiday. I love Thanksgiving, folks. All right, we're uh, we're gonna talk about a couple things. Gonna keep this podcast uh, short. Uh, maybe you're listening to the podcast while you are on your way to see uh, relatives and friends for Thanksgiving. Uh, if you are, is greatly appreciated to everybody who listens. It, it truly is in order to grow the podcast, and uh, we've been doing this now just over a year. I believe this is the forty second episode of the Arizona Timeless Tours podcast. Uh, the only way to grow it, the only way to grow it, I say this all the time, I'm a speck of sand on all the seashores of all the world of podcasters. There are hundreds and hundreds of thousands of these out there, um, is to leave a comment or rate the podcast. That's the only way that more ears can get to this podcast, that more people can come across this podcast where Google Podcasts and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and Pocket Cast and Anchor will throw it out to more people as if there is a rating on the podcast and if there are comments on the podcast. So everybody who's done that so far is greatly, greatly appreciated. So what are we going to talk about? We're going to go back down to Evergreen uh, Cemetery in Tucson, which is located at 3015 North Oracle Road, Tucson, Arizona, 85705. Everybody asks me that. They're like, well, where is this particular cemetery at, Dean? And uh, sometimes that makes me laugh. Sometimes I don't answer all of those comments uh, wherever I get them is because we live in the 21st century. And I understand that you might want a quick, you know, where is this place? I might be around this area, don't really have the time to look it up. Uh, but we live in the 21st century, folks, where... Almost all of us have a smartphone, and if you click or type in Evergreen uh, Cemetery in Tucson off of Oracle Road, it's going to come up the exact directions, no matter if you live somewhere in Oklahoma, maybe up in northern Ohio, uh, up in Maine, Canada, wherever, it's going to show you the directions to the Evergreen Cemetery. It's a major, major cemetery. Uh, the reason that I bring it to light is, uh, is not because... Well, it, it kind of is a hidden gem, though it has 46,000 
you know, if I had to guess, I would say 21,000, 22,000 burials. If I it took a guess, it's almost like how many uh, marbles are in the jar, you know, during the holidays or at raffles and the closest to it gets the money. If I were to say how many people were buried in the Evergreen Cemetery in Tucson, I'd say 22,000 at the most. It's, no, it's 46,000, 46,000 burials and a lot of them uh, are not accounted for. There is a kind of like a mass grave somewhere in the back uh, where everybody that was moved from the previous cemetery in the early 1900s are buried without tombstones. So there's probably more than 46,000 burials. That's probably what the record states, but uh, I believe that there are more than that. A lot of history uh, a lot of people are going unknown to where their final resting place was because they didn't have family alive at the time or they didn't have the finances in the early 1900s to move a gravesite up the road a couple of miles to the new Evergreen Cemetery. So that is a shame. I always find that a shame because the final resting place to people is very important. Uh, in this day and age, it costs a lot of money to get a, a cemetery plot uh, people, you know, it's not the it's not the fun thing to do to go pick out your own uh, grave site, but a lot of people, you know, they take the time and the money because that's where they want their final resting place to be. Whether it be uh, a favorite location of theirs throughout the years, whether it be um, a historical spot for their family, whether it be close to their family, so they know that that grave site's going to be kept up. Uh, a lot of things go into that. And uh, I think of these cemeteries over the years that have been moved, that have been there for over 100 years, and all of a sudden, because the property uh, is worth so much money that they seem to have the right to transfer the bodies that have been buried 100-plus years and move them up the road to another plot. And uh, a lot of these people do not get the recognition uh, that they that they deserve in this day and age because their uh, their plots are no more. So if you're in the family history or hunting down your family history, like I did for like almost six years, I really got into that. Um, I can't find uh, the grave sites or the cemeteries of my family because, you know, if if, if what what had happened down in Tucson happened with my family members, there would been no way of finding uh, out that history. So it's a lost history. I'm not, uh, I'm not with that at all. Okay, so let's jump into the Evergreen Cemetery. Why did I go back down there for a second time? Well, the first time I went, and I shared this on a previous podcast and on one of my live Arizona Timeless Tours podcasts on YouTube. Uh, if you'd rather see me talk about these things and see some pictures put up, check out uh, my YouTube channel, The Arizona Timeless Tourist. And you'll be able to see some pictures of these places because I did one recently, just probably about two or three days ago. But uh, one of the main reasons was a gentleman named uh, Thomas Jeffords. Um, I wanted to go down there, Thomas Jefferson Jeffords. And uh, I've read some articles, some old newspaper articles from a, a, a newspaper website that I subscribed to to do some family research. And I found back in 1990 that this guy was was pretty much the most prominent person buried in that cemetery. Now, is that true or not? I don't know. I don't know. But he deserves to be one of the prominent uh, people buried in that cemetery because, again, there's 46,000 graves. 
So, but uh, he was he was a a big time individual back in the day, buried in that cemetery, and we're going to talk about why. But a stone, I don't believe, was put there and dedicated till I, I read this also in an old newspaper article from 1964, and it states I did a closer inspection of his tombstone. And it does say that Tombstone was dedicated in 1964. And there's a picture in the newspaper, um, uh, Jeffords. So uh, who was this guy and why is he, you know, one of these more prominent people in history that are buried in southern Arizona? Well, Thomas Jefferson Jeffords is, is pretty much famous for his uh, relationship with a very famous Apache chief. And that, that, and that Apache chief was Apache chief Cochise. Yeah, Cochise. And uh, Thomas Jeffords was running a, a stagecoach route through where the uh, Cochise stronghold is down there uh, in southern Arizona. I've been there a few times around the Dragoon Mountain area. And uh, it, was getting held, it was getting held up by Apaches constantly. And people were being taken out. So... Thomas Jeffords had a meeting. I don't know how this meeting was set up or uh, there's, there's a big long story for it, but uh, long story short, he had a meeting with Cochise. And, and from that meeting and going forward, him and Cochise became close friends, not just acquaintances, but very close friends to where it says on his tombstone that was dedicated in 1964, it states on the tombstone, friend and blood brother of the Apache chief Cochise. That's a, that's a strong statement there. Blood brother of Apache chief Cochise. And uh, so his, he was, uh, he, in order to end the Indian wars back in the 1880s, uh, a, a certain colonel in the army got together with uh, Thomas Jeffords to set up a meeting with Cochise. See, if it wasn't for Thomas Jeffords, this meeting could have never taken place because there would have been no way of, of this, uh, not just this, just one general, but the whole army at the time in the 1880s to get together uh, up in the stronghold with Cochise. That just wasn't ever going to happen. And Thomas Jefferson Jeffords back then sets up the meeting and takes this colonel uh, or this general in the army up, and they have an agreement that is made at that time to end the Indian Wars. It was huge, uh, in part, to Thomas Jefferson Jeffords. So he is buried in that cemetery. And I will say this. If you go online, there is a certain uh, spot online where you can see um, GPS coordinates. Well, those GPS coordinates are like 400 yards off where he's actually buried. How did I find it? I found it by looking up four pictures. Two of them were relatively new and two of them were from like 20 to 25 years ago. And I took those pictures and there wasn't a lot to them. But uh, I, I looked at the few graves that I could see around it. And uh, there was a certain, certain, I, I needed to line up the, the four pictures with what I was looking at at the Evergreen Cemetery. And a lot of what happened was luck. Because I'm looking at 46,000 graves. I know that Thomas Jefford's grave is by a tree. It looks like it's a little bit split on the bottom. So I'm like, all right, it's right by a tree. That shouldn't be too hard to find. Yeah, with another 8,000 plus trees in that cemetery. Yeah, it was going to be pretty hard to find. And uh, after about 40, 45 minutes tops of searching and trying to do this, I actually found it. 
And uh, I was so happy because uh, that's that's unbelievable investigation. Four pictures, two historical ones, two kind of you know a year or two old ones that are on some of these websites. And I matched it up and I found the one out of the forty six thousand uh, in the grave in the graveyard. And I was so happy to find it. Did a TikTok video on it, so roll over to TikTok and check out the Arizona Timeless Tourist and uh, follow me there. We have 142,000 followers on TikTok. I love that platform. But uh, that was the first one. The second one was in the cemetery uh, right next to the Evergreen Cemetery, and I believe it's called the Holy Hope Catholic Cemetery. The, the difference between these two cemeteries is this. It looks like that they kind of merge together, but they don't. You have to get back out on the road and turn into the Catholic cemetery. And the stones in that cemetery are flat, kind of like in the Mesa City Cemetery where Waylon Jennings is buried. They're flat. So you can't really look at one and say, okay, yeah, that one there. So I went to the office knowing that most of these offices aren't going to tell me the exact location of these grave sites. For some reason, they're not about that. They don't want to know. They don't want to give out the unbelievable history, especially over there in the Evergreen Cemetery. Um, they'll give you a blank map because, again, none of these spots are marked. The roads aren't marked. Uh, the sections aren't marked. The marker, the number in the row isn't marked. And uh, so it's it's very hard uh, with 46,000 graves. And then on the other side, I don't even have a clue uh, not quite as big, but almost as big. And uh, so anyhow, I went over there, went over to uh, look at a very, very famous character, very colorful character from the times of Tombstone uh, for his gravesite. And let me just give you a little background. When I was looking up this individual to see where he was buried, it came up at the Holy Hope Cemetery. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, I was just down there, I was just at it. So the next time I go, I will check it out. But then I found out again, Holy Hope is just like Evergreen. It's not marked. The roads, the rows, the aisles, nothing is marked in that cemetery. So you got to find a map. And I was reading an article, and, and this, is, this is really searching through uh, some of these internet search engines to find this second article by this gentleman. That He was writing a book on this in particular in, in individual, and he thought what would be great is to have a picture of the headstone the gravestone of this guy as the beginning of the chapter to his book. So he went out initially in 1990, early 1990, um, to the Evergreen Cemetery because that's where he believed all of these famous tombstone people were buried because there's so many. The place is unbelievable. Thinking about doing tours in there. So anyhow, he, with a friend, for three days, because there's no good map, they go uh, down every aisle in that cemetery. It takes them three days. I can, it would take me longer than that with a friend. Because you know what? I've gone down one of these aisles before looking for uh, William Breckenridge, the, uh, the deputy sheriff of Tombstone. Uh, back in the day of the shootout at the OK Corral, he's portrayed by Jason Priestley in some of these uh, major motion pictures and stuff like that. I walked right past his had to go back like 20 minutes later to the same aisles and be like, how did I pass that up? It's because you're looking at thousands upon thousands of headstones. And uh, sometimes, you know, you miss it. 
So he went and they could not find it. And uh, what was great, because there's no big time, you know, this Google search or internet search back in 1990, folks. And uh, somebody in the Tucson area knew that he was down there looking for this particular grave. So I got a hold of him, I don't know how, and said, look, you're looking in the wrong cemetery. Look in Holy Hope. And he's like, no, 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 this guy was from so-and-so. He should have been a Baptist. And they're like, no, he was Irish Catholic. So he's like, okay. So the gentleman goes to the, uh, this is again in ni- early 1990, uh, when they seem to be a little bit more helpful at the front offices. And uh, he goes there and uh, they give him the, um, he's, he's armed with, I should say this, before he goes to the office, he's, he has the row, the section um, in the area down. Okay. It's given to him by this other gentleman. And he goes to the office and they're like, yeah, that's it. They look it up. That's it. That's the exact location. So they go out there. Now, I don't know how they found it. They must have had some help from the office because, again, none of this stuff is marked. Nowhere in this cemetery is anything marked. So he goes out there and he goes to where he believes this plot should be. And guess what? There's absolutely nothing there. There's no grave marker there. So he goes back to the office and they look it up and they're like, oh, yeah, when he was buried, um, they didn't have a marker there. So one was never put there. This is 78 years later that he's looking for this thing in 1990. 78 years after this character from Tombstone, Arizona passed away, he still doesn't have a tombstone marking his gravesite. That's why I always go back, folks, and I always say this when I do my florence arizona versus tombstone arizona tours when i'm in florence which you can sign up for at deanb 7010 at gmail.com i'll put it down in the comment section i do them every day you just get a hold of me at deanb 7010 at gmail.com tell me when how many we need at least two people i'll tell you what it costs i have it on my facebook page right now i have those holiday specials folks there's two different prices you can pay for the florence arizona tours um they're on there Check it out at my Facebook page, the Arizona Timeless Tours. All right, that's the only commercial I'll throw out for my Florence, Arizona tours. And I'll just say this. I think it's better than Tombstone. Just just saying. You'll tell me at the end of the tour if it was. So I always say this. If it wasn't for those two major motion pictures in the 90, Tombstone and Wyatt Earp, uh, Tombstone would be not even come close to what it is today as a tourist attraction People would know about it. Don't get me wrong. I said this on a live uh, the other day, and uh, somebody says, "I think you're wrong, Dean. I think you're wrong. I think people have always known about Tombstone, those penny store or, uh, book novels and stuff like that." So, and I'm like, "That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that yeah, people who are really into Southwest or you know the Wild West, they would know uh, Tombstone. But what I'm saying is today." Today, it wouldn't be the tourist trap that it is today, the tourist attraction it is today. There wouldn't be hundreds of people per day out there in Tombstone. Because if you look at Tombstone in the 1980s, it was nothing like it is today. And if you look at it in the 1990s, I have a friend that was been out there uh, since, uh, since then, well, early or mid-1990s, and it was nothing like it is set up today. Today, is, it's totally different. And uh, why people weren't looking for this grave marker way before 1990 amazes me. Because I think if people would have known there wasn't a grave marker out at the Holy Hope Cemetery in Tucson, that they would have raised money to get one and had a ceremony and had one place because this is a huge person and this huge 
Tombstone, uh, Arizona area. You know, the city too, too tough, the town too tough to die, right? But there wasn't. And I couldn't find any other article out there about people saying that there wasn't a tombstone on this gravesite. That's why I say the movies made Tombstone. Yeah, people knew about it prior to the early 1990s, but really the movies brought back Tombstone to where if you went there today in 2021, that's why it looks like it does today. But let me let me move on. Let me move on here. I'm at 20 minutes. So when I went, oh, anyhow, the, the gentleman found out there wasn't a tombstone. I'm sorry. Long story short, because I went off on a you know, different direction here. Um, he got together with, uh, with this group in, in Tombstone. They raised over $500, and they had a ceremony. And I wrote it down on a piece of paper here, because you can look it up if you have like a newspaper subscription back in the day. On August 22nd, uh, in August... August 26, 1990, a bronze marker was placed so that he would not, uh, what did I put here? Oh, I'm so, let me read it again. <laughs> Can't even read my own writing. On August 26, 1990, a bronze marker was placed so that he would not be forgotten 78 years after his death. 78 years. So if he was so popular in the story of, of Tombstone was so popular before 1990. Why didn't somebody else do this? Why wasn't it brought uh, to the attention of just the public in Tucson that he didn't have a placard? It would have it would have happened earlier if somebody would have known. So who is this guy I'm talking about? Well, let me just tell you my story real quick as we hit 21 minutes into the podcast. I went up, the, the office was closed. I knew I wasn't going to get any help there, but they had a map of the office and I took a picture with my phone. All it did though is give the section and I knew the section that I needed to get to. It wasn't the easiest thing to find, but I was like, okay, I think I'm at the section according to the map. I got out. It was a huge area, okay? And um, it says that it's like, say, row 19, uh, plot number 96, and I'm thinking, okay, which way did they go? Which way did they count row 19 and plot 96? Was it at this end, this end? Was it on this side or this side for the rows, for the aisles? What was it? I took a guess. I went over. I went down. And luck, folks. Unbelievable. And it feels great when you find it. Because it only took me like 10 total minutes. I found the grave of Johnny Behan. Johnny Behan. Yeah, the sheriff the first sheriff of Cochise County, the sheriff of Tombstone, Arizona, during the shootout at the OK Corral. This is why this guy is a colorful character and why everybody knows him. Because he's the sheriff of Cochise County during the shootout. He has, you know, he's, he, he has relationships with the Clanton and the McClary's and all those cowboy gangs. And he has a relationship with Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. And he's in both motion pictures. And everybody knows Sheriff Johnny Behan, right? And this guy didn't have a, a grave marker for 78 years after he passed away until the 26th of August of 1990, before I even graduated high school. Uh, I find that very, very interesting if, you know, if like that person that said in his comments, well, everybody knows about Tombstone. Everybody knew the characters about Tombstone before, the, in, before those early 1990 motion pictures. And I'm like, hmm, not like they do today. Not like they do today. So anyhow, I won't go any farther into that. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about my trip to uh, Casa Grande, uh, Arizona. The other day, I went to the Francisco Grande Hotel, and uh, I checked in with the front desk to make sure I could video 
what I want to do is show you where the John Wayne suite was. John Wayne stayed there. He had his own suite at the Francisco Grande and Casa Grande, Arizona. I thought that was pretty cool. It's a pretty hidden gem. Stuck it on TikTok last night. We're at 19,000 views on it uh, since around 7.30 last night. Uh, a lot of people who have lived in the area had no clue that John Wayne had his own suite there and that you could actually book that same suite if you wanted to say it, stay at the Francisco Grande. Uh, maybe another time we'll talk about why it's called the Francisco, um, Francisco Grande. Um, a certain uh, spring training... It, 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 do I want to talk about it now? Do I want to keep on going? Uh, let me just throw this out there. A certain owner uh, started building that uh, that whole area back in 1959 to bring his baseball team to that area. We'll just state that it was opened in 1960 with some uh, with a baseball team that's uh, still pretty good today. It was in the playoffs uh, this year. Probably should have went a little bit farther. But um, we'll talk about the Francisco Grande on another episode of the Arizona Timeless Tours podcast. But uh, I went out there. And if you also want to see the Corona Spy satellite targets out there that look like Maltese crosses in the middle of the desert that were placed from 1960 to 1967 uh, for, for the uh, Corona uh, Spy satellite uh, project that they had going on, uh, there's one right across the street from that hotel there. I'll tell you about that, too. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Arizona Time Stewards. I appreciate everybody who's uh, who listens and everybody who leaves a comment and rates the podcast. It's the only way to get this podcast going. Uh, it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Uh, let's see, tomorrow will be what we call Thanksgiving Eve. I'm going to be going live. So if you hear this podcast before uh, Wednesday, um, before day before Thanksgiving, around six o'clock on Wednesday night, I'm going to be doing a live show. When you're getting ready, getting the turkey together, the families all together, you can put me on the big screen or throw me on the small cell phone or on your computer. And I'm going to tell you about some great places to take your friends and your family. If you don't want to hire me for a one-on-one -on -one consultation, which I can do for 30 minutes over the phone or at a coffee shop, watch uh, Wednesday night. I'm going to go live for a couple hours. I'm going to be showing full videos of some of my favorite places. So check it out. Until next time, folks, take care of yourself. Oh, yeah. And have please have a very, very, very safe Thanksgiving holiday. <laughs>